tools of the trade in the ranching world have sure come a long way, and today we get just a bit techy as we explore two modern tools that can provide valuable management information to your livestock operation. One is a weather station, the other computerized cattle record software. Find out how these can benefit your ranch right here on the Working Ranch Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Working Ranch Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mills, coming to you with wind-burned cheeks and a stampede strap on my hat. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, the weather across the country has been interesting, to say the least. The widespread, extreme high north winds across the country, pretty much kind of unprecedented. Someone around here found a Thomas the Train Kids play tent in their yard. I think the kid's name on that tent was a little guy out of Mooseman, Saskatchewan. Holy moly, the wind has been brutal. But anyway, today we jump into the techie side of being in the livestock business. Now, I know it's really not a controversial subject today, but I hope it's going to be very informative for you. Keep in mind that these are tools, tools with the intent of helping you to have more information at your disposal because basically you cannot make good management decisions if you don't have good information. We're going to visit uh, first with our weatherman. You've heard him on here before, meteorologist Don Day on weather stations. And then in the second half of the program, we're going to be discussing cattle management software with Terrell Miller, who's the developer of CattleMax software. Both have very valuable insights into these modern tools for your livestock operation. The Working Ranch podcast is in conjunction with the Working Ranch magazine and in staying with our theme of modern technology, you know, there's a section in every issue that I like to take the time to go through. It's called New on the Range. Be sure to check out, it's a swing loader by McCallick. Kind of interesting there. You can take a look at that New on the Range section in your January, February issue. Quick item from my email inbox, and again, under the theme of technology with our episode today, check this out. It's a virtual convention and trade show. Virtual basically means that whatever you do at the trade show and convention, you can do right from your computer, phone, or your tablet. Now, you might be aware that the National Cattlemen's Beef Association had moved their normal wintertime convention to August 10th through the 12th this summer in Nashville, Tennessee. However, coming up on February 23rd and 24th will be what they're going to host as the 2021 Cattle Industry Convention Winter Reboot. And this will be a virtual event. Now, it will feature a lot of the same elements that you would experience if you were there in person, such as a session on State of the Industry, Cattlemen's College, Cattle Facts Outlook, and many more sessions. Plus, get this, a virtual trade show. Yep, just like if you were there in person, but through your device. And by the way, the Working Ranch Magazine will have a booth in that virtual trade show. So take a look for yourself if you'd like more information or to get signed up. You can visit their website at ncba.org and look under events. We turn now to the Captain Tim O'Byrne, publisher and editor of Working Ranch Magazine. Special edition today as he offers some insight in light of the events going on this week and that's been happening in our country. Here is Tim's Two Cents. Hey, Justin. Hey, all you good podcast listeners out there. In the final hours of Donald Trump's presidency, he granted a pardon to several family members 
in our own beef community for something that they had done back in the 1980s. They got mixed up in a fraudulent scheme. It ran away with them. And I'm just trying to imagine what that would feel like to go through all of that, go through the conviction process, pay your debt to society, and now here in 2021, after all these years being granted forgiveness on a major scale like that, forgiveness is a huge part of how we should be living our lives. It's not a reset button. You don't just hit it and start over with the things that you've been doing and expect that to work. Forgiveness is best spent on those that want to be forgiven. I've learned how to do it myself. I've learned how to forgive myself, forgive others, and ask for forgiveness. And I just think that's such a powerful message today and something that we need to carry on into tomorrow. Justin? Well, thank you, Captain, for that. Uh, Quite a powerful reminder there, and I appreciate that. I can't help but think for some, accepting forgiveness is kind of tough, and for many of us, we really struggle with offering forgiveness with no strings attached. So, good reminder today from the Captain. We'll be back after this. Ka-ching! More pounds, more calves, more profit. Studies show Hereford Genetics increased net profit by $51 per cow per year. That's $20,000 in additional revenue for a typical 400-cow outfit. And calves sired by Hereford bulls continue to add value through the chain. A documented $30 per head in feedlot profitability. That's real money and real results. Get more ka-ching. Come home to Hereford at Hereford.org. The latest issue of Working Ranch Magazine is out. You could spend a lot of time looking through everything in your mail or your email inbox looking for bulls, or you can just sit down with a cup of coffee and the latest issue of Working Ranch Magazine and see where the industry leaders promote their bulls and their information of their upcoming sales. Save time, save money. It's Working Ranch Magazine. A thank you to this week's sponsor of the Working Ranch Podcast, the American Cementol Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, North American Limousine Foundation, Cattlemax, and the American Hereford Association. As our podcast this week is focused on utilizing modern technology in our operations, now one area that has made pretty rapid developments in the last several years has been in the area of weather stations. Now, in my own experience, since we've been back on the ranch and even prior to, I have had a weather station. I've used about three different brands, and we'll get into that later in this episode. However, the biggest value that I've seen in weather stations is both the current and the historical data that I have access to. Now, the current data I find valuable as it helps me to keep a close eye on my stock days per acre based upon rainfall or precipitation. And the historical data is valuable because I have had to use that when I go to the FSA office to report livestock losses due to weather or in the case of drought, per even provide my own data. Now, disclaimer here, there's no guarantee that they will use my data. However, it does provide maybe a little bit more accurate basis of knowledge about our current drought situation rather than just taking the word of those at the coffee shop. But today I am joined by meteorologist Don Day, who you've heard here on the Working Ranch podcast episodes with his analysis of our long-term weather across the country. And Don, thanks for joining us today as we are talking weather stations because this technology really has made some great advancements 
participants, and we are now starting to see some extremely accurate and user-friendly setups. But first, how do you see a weather station providing value to a livestock producer? Well, I think having your own weather data, especially in rural America, where you're miles, sometimes 50, 100 miles away from what would be called the official weather station of a county or, or an area nearby. So if you can have robust, solid weather information that you gather yourself with good quality equipment, um, that really does help. It helps on insurance claims. It helps uh, you to keep track of the weather. Because as we well know, uh, what happens 50, 100 miles away, how much rain will fall in your neck of the woods? You know, a lot of times uh, it's different five miles down the road. So having your own data set of weather, uh, there's a lot of reasons to have it. I know one of the issues that I have seen in in very rural areas, and may not be the case across the country here, but uh, we really don't have a good basis of weather station data. How do we get, or is there a way that we can start to get uh, better weather data for USDA? Well, that's a really good question. There's a couple of things. First of all, I'm going to point some people to a website. Uh, that takes weather stations across the United States from a variety of sources, from departments of transportation to ag research stations, from the National Weather Service and airports, and even some personal weather stations, and puts it all in one big database. It's called MesoWest. So if you were to go into a search engine, mesowest.edu, it's run out of the University of Utah. That is a great repository for uh, weather stations. Uh, that even includes some of the snowpack data that comes out of the high country. Um, so there is more and more now that's readily available to the public that wasn't easy to get before. It's not so much that there hasn't been weather station data and weather records kept, but getting easy access to it. Cloud technology has made that a lot better. The second thing you can do is get your own weather station and start building your own uh, weather data, get an archive of weather data going. The technology, as you mentioned at the beginning, is amazing. Uh, You can get a weather station now that uh, can hook up to your internet. You can, with your smartphone, be able to see what the weather is uh, at your farm or ranch, inside your house from half the world away, Uh, by uh, broadcasting your weather data on the internet. There's a lot of great software out there that's free that allows you to make graphs, uh, be able to database your information so you can build up this record keeping. Well, stay with us when we come back. We're going to get more into the subject of types of weather stations and what to look for that provides you with the data you need. We'll be back after this. How would you like an easier way to organize and manage your ranch records? It's easy with CattleMax, the software for people who raise cattle. CattleMax brings all your ranch records together in one place. Manage your cattle data, including health treatments, breeding, and calving. Ranch records, such as equipment inventory and maintenance, income, and expenses. It works for any size herd. See how easy it is to manage your ranch records. Start free now at CattleMax.com. If you could do something today that would bring you profit tomorrow, would you do it? In the cattle business, it's about efficiency. And with limousine genetics in your herd, your profit is just one calf crop away. 
With Limousine or Limflex cattle, it's more pounds naturally to sell at weaning. It's growth and feed efficiency with the added benefit of carcass merit. The other side of the profit coin with Limousine Genetics is the maternal efficiency, docility, and longevity of your cows and bulls. It's as simple as Limousine Today, Profit Tomorrow. Welcome back to the Working Ranch Podcast. My guest today is meteorologist Don Day with Day Weather out of Cheyenne, Wyoming. And as I had thought about doing this podcast on weather stations, I wanted to find an expert in both weather and the instruments used to monitor weather. Now, I'm going to regress here maybe just a little bit, but I know for the younger generation listening, you're going to appreciate this quote from the great dramatic comedy movie, Tommy Boy, which Chris Farley sells his expert knowledge by saying, you can take a good look at a T-bone by sticking your head up a bull's but wouldn't you rather take the butcher's word for it? Now, sorry about that, but I hope everyone gets the picture. Now, in this instance of weather stations, Don, you are the butcher. <laughs> now, I want now. I want to go into the variety of weather stations available to producers, starting all the way from entry level up to some professional stations. And what should we be looking for as we start and maybe decide to jump into it or even upgrade what we currently have? Well, first of all, I think you got to decide what what you want to do with your weather data. Do you want to be able to just look at the weather data, observe it, have some fun with it? Because uh, that's going to give you that entry-level station. If you're going to use it for record keeping, if you're going to use it to, let's say, help with an insurance claim or be able to uh, be able to back up a drought or a wet period, you're going to want to spend the extra money and get a more robust weather station. And entry-level weather stations are anywhere from roughly about $100, $125. You can go up and spend well over $1,000 or more on a weather station, but you can also find several between $100 and $1,000 that will, that will do your best. The old adage of you get what you pay for is really true. The one thing that I have found with being around weather instrumentation for over 30 years is, is that what really uh, degrades weather stations uh, it's not that unit you've got inside. It's those sensors outside that are taking a beating from the wind. But also, this is what I found out, Justin, is the UV. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UV degrades the plastics that a lot of these weather instruments are made out of. Now, a lot of them aren't being made out of metal anymore. They used to be in the good old days. Uh, but you will find some weather stations that have better quality plastics that can handle the UV radiation better. Um, and that is something that I always stress is that to get a weather station that can handle the wind and the hail. Uh, yeah, there's not one weather station I can tell you out there that can survive a hailstorm completely, uh, but some do better than others. Uh, you can spend a lot of money on a weather station and in one summer lose all your outdoor components from a hailstorm. So uh, there's a lot of opportunities out there. There's a lot of different product lines and lots of different prices. Um, you mentioned the entry-level stations. There's there's some brand names out there like AccuRite, uh, LaCrosse. Those are good entry-level stations. The higher-end stations are going to be made by Davis uh, and some other companies out there. An Internet search is going to take you to a lot of those places. Now, one thing that's improved the last few years has been the ability to have very remote weather stations that can report data back to you. How is the advancement in that technology coming along? 
Well, it's, it's come along very quickly, especially because of the cellular technology and the fact that more and more telephone towers are going up. It's a little bit easier to get a, a cellular signal in. So you can actually have weather stations, as you mentioned. You might have a ranch that goes hundreds or thousands of acres, and you want to know what your different pastures are doing. Well, you can actually get weather stations now without spending an arm and leg that work well with cellular technology. And the good thing about the weather data, you're not sending a a webcam image. You're just sending little bits mm-hmm. of temperature information, wind information, so you're not using up a lot of data. So you're able to transmit a lot of data over a long distance and be able to get that information remotely. It used to be um, you used to have it have it be satellite-based or you used to have to run a phone line to these weather stations. Well, uh, the cellular technologies helped. You also have radio technology uh, through the use of some low so low wattage solar powered uh, repeaters mm-hmm. that can get a signal over a very large distance. Now we're going to step into geek mode a little bit, and some might say we've been there for a while, but <laughs> <laughs> but because of some of the weather stations available uh, out there, you can link them to websites. You talked about that just a little bit ago, and, and as we were talking before, I even have my own personal weather station for the ranch uh, on Weather Underground. Others can view that information. I can view it from anywhere. Is there any concerns about doing that? And maybe do the benefits outweigh these concerns? Biggest concern about uh, the weather data from those websites, uh, and they're great. I mean, I've got two or three weather stations on Weather Underground. I help people set that up. Um, The thing is, is that weather stations have to be sited properly, meaning to get an accurate wind, you need to have that wind sensor at an at an optimal height to catch the wind and wind speed and direction. You want to make sure the temperature sensor is not getting cooked in the sun so you get a, a false temperature reading. The problem with things like Weather Underground, and it's not a problem, you just got to realize that every weather station you look at may not be properly sighted. And you have to take a look at that data with a little bit of skepticism to make sure what you're getting is correct. That's the one thing I caution people about. There's another website out there called weatherlink.com. That tends to link the higher quality weather stations. And there are thousands of those across the country and the world that are connected on the internet. That probably is a little bit more robust information that you're going to get. But there is so many options now with the internet to get weather data and to share your weather data. But just use the weather data carefully. You bet. And a thank you to my guest today, meteorologist Don Day, for joining us as we talk about the technology and usefulness of weather stations on your operation uh, to make good management decisions. Just one of the tools that can be utilized to help you out. I would like to point out that if you'd like to explore a couple options for types of weather stations from entry level to professional level, Don talked a few about a few of those earlier. You can also go to his website at dayweather.com and look under the weather instrument tab. If you have more questions, feel free to shoot him an email or give him a call as well. Now stay with us because when we come back, we're going to continue in the mode of talking about integrating new technology into our livestock operations as we talk cattle management software. We'll be back after this. It's an uncertain world out there, but here's a simple reminder from the crew from the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator and the American Semental Association. Moving forward together. IGS. We collaborate. You profit. Look fear in the face and press on. Simi Strong. Life is tough, but so are we. 
Sim Genetics, profit through science. Count your blessings. Another sunrise, a new start. Stand together, stand strong. Semitol. Welcome back. Did you know that there's absolutely a viable need out there for ranch managers in our industry? Now, you might have a decent college education or one from the School of Hard Knocks, but there's actually a place where you can expand your ranch management skills to elevate your career. It's called the King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management. They offer a Master of Science in Ranch Management that teaches graduate students using multidisciplinary systems approach to ranch management. Now, the King Ranch Institute's Ranch Management Program works to prepare mature students to strategically manage diverse and complex ranching operations. Now, here's this. I have seen the list of alumni that have come out of this institute. Let's just put it this way. They are employed. That simple. It's a two-year program with scholarships available. And right now, through March 31st, they're accepting applications to their prestigious and industry-recognized Master of Science in Ranch Management program. So, I invite you to be a part of the legacy at the only Master of Science in Ranch Management program in the world through the King Ranch Institute. So, to find out more, you can go to their website at king-ranch.com. Let's get back now to our focus of this episode on modern tools available in the livestock industry as we turn now towards cattle management software. In fact, this time of the year, you might be spending just a little bit more time in the office because it's a bit colder outside. So it's a good time to look at something like this. Maybe think about giving it a try. My guest today is Terrell Miller, co-founder of Cattle Soft Incorporated, developer of Cattle Max Software. And Terrell, you and your wife, Penny, you founded the company back in 1999 while you were students at Texas A&M University. And we're going to get more into that in just a little bit. But as we talk about bringing technology into the livestock industry, I can't help but think about the little red books that uh, I know a lot of guys have used and they put in their little front pocket. And we've evolved all the way from pencil and paper that they use in those to spreadsheets to now record-keeping software and apps such as what we've seen with Cattle Max. But what do you feel has been the biggest factors for pushing ranchers into utilizing modern technology for their record-keeping? Well, it's funny you mentioned the red books. That's something that comes up from time to time. And Cattle Max is not necessarily designed to completely eliminate the need for a red book. Uh, red books are great for collecting data uh, and just putting in on in a book. Um, but really, where you start to benefit with something like software is, and you have your records uh, accessible from multiple devices and, and that type thing. As far as the biggest thing that that's really helped, um, you know, with adoption and pushing ranchers into modern technology, it's got to be the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for many years, uh, we, we, when we first started, customers would always say, I'm just not tech savvy or I'm computer illiterate. They always, the ranchers always thought that it was them that were not capable of using the technology when in reality, the technology was just too complicated. Uh, and when Apple came out with the iPhone and Google later with the Android, uh, producers realized, you know what, I can use this technology. Uh, and it really gave a boost to confidence. So when you have the mobile devices and then the uh, you know, 3G, 4G, you know, all of the, the Internet connectivity, it has completely changed record keeping for ranching. You know, in our last podcast, we talked about uh, selling program cattle and our guest was Clint Berries. He shared one of the first steps in the program was agent source verified and good records on your livestock were important. He talked about 
Have you seen this as an example of what is justifying why these guys are moving towards using the cattle management software? Well, that's one of the, the great things about software is that there, there can and are a variety of reasons. It's not just uh, a single point. So when you start looking at why are you keeping records, and that's really the, the important thing is why. Don't just do it because your neighbors do it. Don't just keep records because extension's saying to do it. But, you know, what is your goal with records? And if you are participating in one of these agent source verified programs, being able to click a button and in a matter of seconds have movement histories, birth dates, medical treatments can save a lot of time. Uh, so it's about keeping records for your customers, for your partners, but also for your own farm decision making. I think sometimes that people might be scared to start something new. You know, you talked a little bit and, and touched it briefly that well, I'm just computer illiterate or I don't understand technology. And there's a little bit of a fear factor starting there of guys just jumping out and saying, okay, I'm going to try this. And so how have you guys worked with easing people off of that decision and, and moving forward? That's a good question. Uh, as far as how to help folks feel comfortable with uh, the technology, uh, most software, including our CattleMax since uh, day one, has offered a free trial. So there's no money out of pocket, no commitment. So it's really uh, no obligation. I just want to see if this thing will work. So you know, folks will sign up, enter a few of their animals, and really kind of get a feel for um, how the system works. Uh, in terms of uh, being comfortable with it, uh, that's one of the things is that um, with our team, uh, everybody uh, on our team uh, raises cattle themselves. Uh, so you're, you know, you're, you're talking to a fellow producer. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's really you know, important to try something out and make sure you get comfortable with it. Um, one of the things I always recommend with record keeping is don't try to go out and conquer the world on the first day, first week, first month. Uh, it's rather uh, about trying to figure out what records are important to your goals and start with there, knowing you can always keep more records or less as time goes on think change is difficult for anybody and i'm not going to put uh, certain types of people or anything in any category because i think change just in general for some folks is a little tough and so when they are looking at change then they start questioning the efficiency and whether or not it's it's really it's worth their time or well what i used to do i can do it this way just as quick so how do we move them into believing that software can provide the efficiency needed to move that direction Sure, that's a good question on that as far as how best to, to – how do you justify the time and the effort uh, and the, the money of keeping electronic records when everybody has Excel and you can go to mm -hmm. any sale barn and pick up a red book? Well, the, the real uh, benefit of moving to some type of computer-based records uh, is that it makes it much easier for you to – not just collect the data, but really get more out of the data. You know, we all spend a lot of money buying tags and running our cattle through the chute and tagging them, and those those costs are are there. Uh, and to collect all of this data and just put it in a red book that sits on the truck dash, or to collect all this data and stash it in Excel, creating an electronic file cabinet, really doesn't give you uh, that benefit of all the data collection and benefit of the tagging cattle. So when you 
take all of this data you collect, medical treatments, breeding, preg checks, calving, weights, sales, all that basic data that most producers have, and you put it into some type of computer-based uh, livestock management software, you can really get a lot more out of that data in terms of calculations and reporting uh, and even little things like getting data when you need it for uh, FSA or extension or breed associations. And I think uh, there's guys really on two different segments within the ranching industry. You've got uh, more of a purebred or a register type of operation, and then you maybe have folks that are more commercial-based. But in any way, the ability to gather as much or as little information is really at their choice. Definitely, and that's something that we always encourage producers that when they are trying to figure out what records should I keep, it's really more about starting at the end goal and working backwards. Uh, some commercial operations just need a few basic things around the production cycle, breeding, which is your exposure dates, maybe preg checks, maybe don't, maybe they don't preg check, calving, weaning, just very basic records, or you've got some commercial operations that are doing age and source and other types of branded beef programs that need a lot of data. So it's, you know, really about finding that right fit. Commercial or registered, it doesn't matter so much as what your record keeping and reporting needs are in the end. Terrell Miller is my guest today with uh, CattleSoft Incorporated, uh, the developer of CattleMax Software. And Terrell, I'm going to give you just a quick moment here maybe to talk a little bit about uh, CattleMax and then also I know you guys operate some other entities as well. Sure. CattleMax is a uh, herd management software. Uh, it's based in, in the cloud or online, so that means it's accessible from any device, laptops, desktops, uh, smartphones, tablets, and so forth. So it's accessible from any device, uh, and it makes record-keeping easy so that you can uh, organize your herd and make better decisions. Uh, in addition, uh, we operate uh, cattletags.com, where we're uh, the leading distributor of commercial custom tags for Allflex, uh, and CattleScales.com, where we uh, are a distributor for TrueTest Wayscales. All right, Terrell Miller with CattleMax Software. If you'd like to find more information about CattleMax, search them online. That's how it comes up, CattleMax.com. You can find their information, find out uh, where you can get uh, their uh maybe a trial period of time that uh, he was mentioning as well, where you can try it, test it out, see if you, it's, if you want to do this. Uh, a company that's been in existence since 1999, so they have been around the horn, and they are cattle producers themselves. So we're not dealing with, we're not dealing with a bunch of techno uh, type of geeks in a way that's never seen a cow. Am I correct, Terrell? That's correct. You're not, not dealing with that. We uh, <laughs> all use the software on our own herds, and that's one of the fun things about it is, you know, our, some of our team members will, will say something like, now is that working cows over the weekend? And we really need to make CattleMax do this. <laughs> so that's really where a lot of our new features come out of is us using it on our own cattle. Well, thanks for joining us here today on the Working Ranch Podcast. Thank you. Sound familiar, right? It should. Part of the commercials that you've been hearing for the past year from the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator. We've talked a lot about it, but have you tried it? So let's just talk plainly, candidly. No music, no ha-ha, funny sound bites, just rancher to rancher. The feeder profit calculator is free. There's no hidden costs. Now, they can't promise that because you use the IGS feeder profit calculator this upcoming marketing season that your calves are going to blow the doors off the sale barn. They can't promise that, but... 
But here's what they can say, that if you get an extra dollar for those calves, does it make a difference? Well, 100 calves at 500 pounds and a dollar more this fall gives you an extra $500 to the paycheck, and it didn't cost you anything but a few hours worth of work. So you know what happens when you do nothing? Nothing. The IGS Feeder Profit Calculator. It's free. It's fast. Period. Welcome back to the Working Ranch Podcast. We turn now to the Captain, Tim O'Byrne, who recently caught up. Got an update from Jay Free, Director of Cattle Business with Huva Pharma. Jay, fill us in on what Huva Pharma's got coming up in the future. Some pretty exciting things. And it's it's new product lines. It's, um, I guess, expansions on, on uh, products that are already out there. But it's very exciting for you guys. Yeah, it really is, Tim. You know, we've got a great... R&D and regulatory uh, group within Huey Pharma that's, uh, you know, I would put at the top of the list of, of companies that, that I've worked with and with, with R&D and regulatory departments, uh, they are, they're, they're second to none. You know, just speaking on that, in 2019, the FDA awarded 50 uh, approvals in the U.S. And, uh, you know, Huey Pharma was awarded 21 of those 50 uh, approvals in 19. Uh, We've got eight or nine that come out uh, here in 2020 so far, and we've got several more coming uh, next year. So we've just launched. We just rounded out our feed additive portfolio with the, uh, you know, the Monovet. We've had Tylovet for a while. Monovet last year. We just got approval on our OptiGrid product and our Cycle Guard, which is our Beta Agnes, our MGA liquid uh, product. We're awaiting combination approvals for those. We should have those here sometime by the end of the year. So that puts us, uh, you know, with a complete feed additive portfolio. But we're, we're also working on biologicals. We, we launched our Respivax, uh, modified live and modified live combo vaccine uh, this spring, and it's doing extremely well. Uh, we've got several other things coming in that space and also in the, uh, in the package goods space slated for, for 2021. Well, we're looking forward to rolling all that stuff out and um, uh, keep in touch with us, okay? Because uh, we definitely want to follow what you guys are doing. We sure appreciate having you on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Captain, and thank you, Jay Free, with Uva Pharma for that update. That is all we have time for today. But before we go, I would like to thank our sponsors, the American Cemental Association and the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, the North American Limousine Foundation, Cattlemax Software, and the American Hereford Association. I'd also like to thank my guest today, the Captain Tim O'Byrne, for Tim's Two Cents, and meteorologist Don Day for stopping in talking with us about weather stations, and finally to Terrell Miller with Cattlesoft, the developer of Cattlemax Software. And thank you as well for listening to this week's Working Ranch podcast. Now, if you do have questions, ideas for topics on the show, or would just like to get a hold of me, you can do it by calling or texting the studio at 307-363-COWS, or you can shoot me an email at justin.workingranch at gmail.com. This has been a production of the Working Ranch magazine. Thanks again for joining me. I'm your host, Justin Mills. And until next time, keep your chin down and your mind in the middle. So long.